Welcome everybody to the International College of Integrative Medicine podcast, translating science to clinical practice since 1983. I'm your host, Luke W. Russell, and today I have Dr. John Parks Trowbridge with me. Dr. Trowbridge, thanks for joining me. Glad to, and I, uh, this is such a great pleasure. Thank you. And so, for those who aren't familiar with you, could you tell us a little bit about your practice? Well, I've been 40 years in practice now, and virtually from the beginning started an integrative medicals changes, which is wonderful. I trained in surgery. I had a great, great medical education at Western Reserve. And so it was kind of natural to start taking on all problems. So it really doesn't matter what people have, because you know what? It's very interesting. They generally get better if you do basic things. (laughs) It doesn't matter what kind of illness problem. You go looking for what's called oxidative change or inflammatory change. You change that, people start to heal themselves. Yeah. That's so cool. So it could be over the last couple months or the last couple years. What's new in your practice? What isn't? <laughs> okay. We've, we've been doing stem cells now for, for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have trained over 30 doctors how to do umbilical cord blood stem cells. And, and actually, stem cells is a bad name for it. really should be called, as we call it now, a biological assist. Because injecting the safely obtained, ethically obtained cells that are fresh and brand new into your joint tissues dramatically stimulates your healing. I'm talking beyond, beyond happy belief, okay? That's one thing. Another is deep blood fungus. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that's my term because there is no easy term for it. We are actually now able to find, we can genetically map what's going on from things removed from your bloodstream. Wow. We take blood and we find fungal markers you're not supposed to find fungus in your blood, oh. okay? Wow, yeah. Well, it turns out that the puzzling diseases, okay, the ones that you don't have a treatment for, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, uh, cancer, leukemia, uh, MS, ALS, the strange diseases where doctors say, well, we're not really sure, but we're going to treat you with cortisone or chemotherapy. And you go, wait a minute, uh, how do those make a difference? We even do things with, with people with advancing kidney disease or diabetes and such. We're finding that the last thing that happens to people is this fungus that huh. results in killing them. Now, the fun part is, guess what else we're finding it in? The plaque blocking heart arteries. In other words, heart oh, attacks wow. can be directly related to this. Go through the list, strokes. I think that fungus disease is the deal. Now, remember in 19, well, you don't know, but in 1986, I wrote a book called The Yeast Syndrome. And at that point, I was talking about simple yeast infection issues that were developing deeper problems Mm -hmm. in people. Well, in my worldview now, yeast is one level, but deeper blood fungus is a whole different level. These are relatively easy illnesses to take care of. These are the harder ones, but, well, not that much harder anymore. Prostate cancer has been treating that for years, not realizing that those actually are deep blood fungus. So I don't treat cancers. I treat people's immune system and infections. Okay. So for someone listening, for everybody listening, thinking right. about like how, how, how does a physician begin to start to say, hey, maybe this is fungus related and what do they do with that thought and knowledge? Okay. It's very simple. Okay. When you scratch your head and you go, gosh, I don't really see or understand this, maybe that's fungus related. Now, for the longest time I've said it was the yeast syndrome for so many patient problems. 
But now with the really devastating illnesses, I'm saying that's the deeper blood fungus. And we do a blood test, confirm the genetics, and then start working on the treatments that, that are necessary. The, the problem with taking care of people is they don't come in with a tattoo on their forehead <laughs> that says what they've got. So, yeah. you know, in 1983, I started doing toxic heavy metal removal. Now, the nickname for that is chelation therapy. That's the FDA-approved treatment. But the deal is they don't come in. They say, you know, I've got heart disease or high blood pressure, arthritis or stroke changes or yeah. whatever. Those folks can often show toxic heavy metals. Now, here's where it gets fun. They damage your defense system, your immunity. And those folks then show up with deep blood fungus. So, in other words, it's all interrelated. It's taking care of people in a whole person way, the holistic yeah, yeah, way, yeah. where you start looking at where is the damage being uh -huh. done. That's kind of like, what is the shoe causing the blister? Yeah. You can keep treating the blister, but why don't we find and take care of the shoe? And when you do that from a comprehensive point of view, it's incredible the kind of results that you get. I mean, literally unbelievable. Could you share a couple stories for us? Oh, sure. Let me think what's the easiest. Well, let me give you a chelation story, okay? All right. All right, this fellow goes to the cardiologist across the parking lot, okay? Mm -hmm. Who's known me for, you know, 35, <laughs> 40 years. So yep. he goes there and he has bad peripheral vascular disease, artery disease in his legs. So he's no longer getting blood flow down there. His legs are starting to turn funny colors and he's uh -huh. getting weaker and pains oh, and so man. on. He manages to find out about us across the parking lot from one of the nurses at the heart doctor's <laughs> office. And he starts doing the chelation therapy. It's just a simple uh -huh. IV in the vein treatment. Yeah. And it's an FDA-approved treatment to remove toxic yeah. heavy metals. After, well, actually what happened is because the doctor was monitoring uh -huh. his artery disease, he was watching every two months as he got worse and worse and worse. And then he was starting to get better and better and better. Wow. And the nurses would call the doctor in and say, look, look how much better he's done in the last two months. He'd go, interesting, and walk out. Oh. Okay. Now, when you get a patient back walking and working, that's pretty stunning when that was not at all what he was doing. Yeah. Okay, so that's a chelation story. Let's take deep blood fungus, uh -huh. okay? How about someone who, what's, what's one of my best ones? How about leukemia? 50,000 white count. Incidentally, she was a healthy patient uh -huh. until they were remodeling a house in Europe where they had moldy conditions, dramatic. I mean, like all over yeah. the inside walls when they pulled off the wallboard, okay? Uh -huh. And she got sick after that. And her white cell counts went to 50,000. They're percolating along at that. She does not really want chemotherapy. We treated her with intensive antifungal after demonstrating deep blood fungus, okay? Uh -huh. Her counts went down 15, 16, 19. Wow. And that was just for fungus treatment. Wow. not cancer treatment. Now, when you see people progress like that, and we have other stories, how about bile duct cancer that is, they're, they're saying, you know, the only thing we have to offer you is chemotherapy, and that's not likely to give you much relief. And in six weeks, dramatically symptom-free. Wow. wow. And, and that continues a year and a half later. So we're talking about ways to treat the real thing. You know, close counts. Close yeah. counts on horseshoes, hand grenades, and shotguns. Yeah. It doesn't count too much in human illness. Yeah. So really we're finding answers that are the direct treatment need yeah. and doing the treatment and getting the results. And the patients are thrilled. You know, 
patients come in desperate. They have already been through the medical care system. They know what that's like, and it isn't really terribly successful. Yeah. But insurance pays for it. Isn't that something? Insurance doesn't pay for your new car. It doesn't pay for your car repairs unless you have insurance for your car repairs. Right. But none of the insurance pays to keep you healthy. Doesn't pay for your new swimming pool. Doesn't pay for your vacation to Europe. Doesn't pay to remodel your house. At some point, you have to decide, I'm going to pay to remodel myself by getting rid of the yeah. problem causing my problems. Yeah. I'll be back with more from Dr. Trowbridge in just a moment. And first, let's listen in to what our executive director, Wendy Chappell, has to say. Hi, thanks, Luke. The International College of Integrative Medicine is a community of dedicated physicians who advance innovative therapies in integrative medicine by conducting educational conferences, supporting research, and cooperating with other scientific organizations while always promoting the highest standards of practice. That is the mission statement that is going to greet you when you go to our website, www.icimed.com. But there's more. Our founders wrote in our bylaws that they wanted to establish an organization composed of qualified physicians and other qualified healthcare providers who are engaged in the practice of medicine or medical research in emerging standard, alternative, complementary, and innovative fields of integrative medicine and preventative medicine. They basically were looking for people on, the, on every corner of the spectrum to find the research and the practice that worked to help their patients. And we still do that today at every conference, at every conversation, at every discussion that we have about standard of practice, we are trying to find the very best treatments for our patients. Join us at integrativemedicineconference.com and come get to know us at our next meeting. And now let's get back to the interview with Dr. Trowbridge. But what's the most startling thing you've seen over the last year? Over the last year? Yeah. You can take that Ooh, question wherever boy. you want. Okay. With regard to chelation therapy, stroke recovery, which is really nice. People who have struggles that get worse and worse and start walking better and farther. Wow. And, and you know, verbalizing well and stuff. Um, ALS recovery, how's that? Uh, you treat someone with antifungal medications and stem cells, and they begin swallowing better, talking better, and starting to walk better. How about, uh, let me think... Uh, I, I guess the, the problem with stem cells is that it is a confusing situation yeah. that people don't really understand how you're getting a biological product that can assist you to get better. But the FDA has long approved, you know, that these are indeed biological products. Mm -hmm. And we've taken people who've had frozen shoulders, basically they can't lift very far and such, knees the same way, hips the same way. You know, when you start walking and, and moving and getting back to your life, I tell people that, you know, I ask them, how long do you want to live? And they go, oh, you know, I don't know, a long time, I guess. I go, as long as you're comfortable, as long as you're capable. Those are the two things that matter. Well, we can return people by our kind of 
integrative medicine, alternative medicine, complementary medicine, whatever you want to call yeah. it, we can return people to comfort and capability dramatically sooner than they would ever expect and for far less investment than they would ever expect. Hear that? Yeah. That's sirens, okay? Yeah. That's going to end up with people in the hospital. The hospital is not the place to go to get well. Your doctor's office, sadly, is not the place to go to get well. Yeah. You have to find someone who is a healing physician. And integrative medicine takes all we know in conventional care mm -hmm. and all we can learn in advanced science and remote science. You know, the Indian medicine man did some pretty good healing because they knew about herbs and uh -huh. things like that that we use now because they actually make us able to use less drug yeah. as that, okay? And we take all of that, put it together, integrate that together for the care of a patient, the particular personal patient in front of us. It's personalized care. Wow. You know what? While you were talking, it made me think about um, go back to the deep blood fungus. Do you have any recommendations to other physicians who say who are listening, maybe thinking like, oh, wow, this this like this this sounds interesting. I want to explore more. Um, but how do they bro like do you have any recommendations on how to kind of talk to patients about? Absolutely. OK. You know, look, the thing is we all accept that bacteria cause strep throat. We all accept that, oh, you get a pneumonia, it could be a bacterial, it could be a viral pneumonia. Oh, those are worse because we really don't have drugs to treat those and so on. But the deal is this. We see infections in bacteria and viruses we don't see because we don't look for infections with fungus. Okay, now wait a minute. You know, we have plant life and animal life and fungal life. The fungal kingdom is different. It eats the other two. Yeah. Okay. Now, it makes sense that fungus infections can be bad. Well, if you take a look at grody-looking toenails, we call that onychomycosis, and older people often mm -hmm. have that. That's because they're getting sicker. Okay. Uh -huh. We know about fungal infections on the skin, but we don't think about them inside. And so when you yeah. start saying, wait a minute, maybe it's possible that some of these devastating, puzzling diseases could be fungal infection we've never been able to document on the inside because it's only in the last three years that we've had a blood test that can do DNA sequencing. Now, you can't fake that one. I yeah. mean, it's either there or it's yeah. not because it's DNA or yeah. it's not, okay? And now, uh, thanks to the Fry Lab in Phoenix, Arizona, we can see sequences of fungus infection and wow. it's very specific ALS patients get a different kind of parasite infection than the MS patients uh -huh. do okay and so we can start to see osteoarthritis how's that for one you know we think of it as wear and tear disease and we have to use anti-inflammatories mm -hmm. no 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 this is actually an infection with a fungus now the key wow. is this okay when you start thinking differently like that and then look for answers. I, I tell patients, I don't even treat the patients till I have the test. Yeah. Okay, now in the future we may be able to skip that, but you know, we're still learning. It's only been three years. When we started, there were big programs, high doses, long term. Now they're much shorter, much smaller. You know, it's much more reasonable for the patients to stay on. They clinically feel better. That's great, wow. okay? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and when you are withdrawing treatments that they've been on that are dangerous, the cortisone, yeah. the chemo, and so on, that makes a powerful difference in their lives. Wow. And so for a physician to get into this, what he needs to do is to contact Fry Labs, that's F-R-Y, in, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And, and you know the reason I promote that is because 
I've been talking with Steve Fry for 10 years. Uh-huh. He and I are both kind of, uh, we're the geeky kind of immune doctors. You know, yeah. I started graduate studies in immunology 50 years ago. Wow. And so I have a little bit of background on all these emerging treatments now. We were just doing basic research. And so, you know, he has taken that the step further to when we're now getting the DNA studies on these bugs that nobody's ever, ever seen wow. before. Ever seen before. Yeah. And, and they've been there. I mean, we have to rethink everything in medicine. Yeah. You know, if you get an infection in your blood, you have what's called septicemia. You're going to die. Yeah. Septicemia. Sepsis kills people. Actually, it is the number one killer now, okay, wow. uh-huh. in, in hospitals. Sepsis is bad. Well, everybody's thinking of the bacterial sepsis. No one is thinking of the fungus or yeast sepsis. Uh-huh. It's there. Okay. Why not treat it before they get into a hospital and get sick like that? And you actually watch their, quote, disease problem go away because it's not so much a disease as an infection, right. an wow. untreated infection. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What so a paradigm shift. So, oh, yes. Oh, it's totally. And that's the beauty of ICIM. Uh-huh. I got into ICIM 20 years ago, okay? And actually, I had already been in ACAM, which is a, a different sister organization, mm-hmm. and, you know, thought, well, wait a minute. These meetings look kind of interesting. Oh, no. They are not interesting. They are beyond. My staff always goes, oh, another meeting, because <laughs> when I come back, we're going to change this. We're going to add <laughs> that. A little bit different on what we have been uh-huh, doing and comfortable uh-huh. with. We're changing all the time because I'm going to meetings all the time. Yeah. The key with ICIM is we're a family, a community of doctors who are sharing what works. Yeah. Okay. And so you can have your three-piece suit discussions. You know, get your academic doctors in there and find out what's going on that yeah. you have no use for because you're not able to either access their research drugs or their protocols, whatever. We change, exchange all these information on what we call clinical pearls. Hey, try this. This works for something. Or do that. I've had real good success. Yeah. Not only do we share that with each other constantly for the three days of the meeting, but our presenters are specifically chosen because they're going to give that kind of valuable information. Yeah. Perspectives you need to have to take care of people. Yeah. And how does that continue on beyond the conference? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we have an executive director. Wendy is awesome because what she does is send out in-between email blasts with little vignettes about, hey, this is something new. One of our members recommended this. And, you know, we're all sending her information. Hey, uh-huh. I saw this. She goes, oh, that's good to share. And then there's the little click read more, okay? Yeah. So you can find out more about what you're interested. But within a minute or two, you can look down and kind of see what's evolving yeah. in the field of medicine. And the, the deal is that between conference uh, integration puts it all together. It relates to what we did before, what's coming up for the next meeting, and so on. Yeah. And, of course, we all have each other's information on how to get hold of. You know, when I tell patients, I don't worry about consulting a doctor you know, across the street or across the, the town because my folks are across the country and around the world. Yeah. I can get hold of, you know, the expert on iodine. I can get hold of the expert on whatever, okay, uh-huh. a particular toxic metal like mercury. Incidentally, a, a sister organization of this one is dentists. That's uh-huh. the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. Mm-hmm. Now, what's neat about that set of, of, of doctors, okay, is we actually had a group meeting three years ago in Savannah, maybe it was two, 
But the neat thing was we couldn't tell whether it was a doctor meeting or a dental meeting because it's all the same. The yeah. infections are starting here and yeah. going systemic. The infections have to be treated here or we lose it with patients. The interesting thing is yeah. I gave a talk at the IABDM meeting uh, last weekend and it was exactly about deep blood fungus connections to dentistry. Oh, wow. Because periodontitis, which incidentally is very easy to fix. People get all these gum operations uh -huh. and stuff. Very easy to fix because what you do is control the localized infection. And unfortunately, neither dentists nor physicians know about that, but it's so easy. Yeah. The bad news is, is now you have to look for what else is going on in the patient because of having had that issue. Yeah. Wow. But, but all of this stuff, it just it, it mm -hmm. fits together as a beautiful whole. It yeah. is the future of medicine being practiced today by doctors who do things like we do at ICIM. And there's not a whole bunch of doctors, unfortunately. So what they need to do is tell their doctors, get into this group, come to the meetings, join up and start learning how to take care of people at the advanced level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like this affects your practice on, on a more of a day-to-day -day operational scale? Day-to-day, -day, it's, it's no different. I mean, my staff so excitedly embraces all of these things because yeah. when, when you tell people what makes sense, okay, it's logical and they go, well, yeah. It's kind of like, why didn't we ever think of that yeah. before? And so the staff very easily embraces this and we just go on about our business. It, I, I tell my staff, I don't care what's on the other side of the door, you know, just get the new patients in yeah. and whatever their problem is, we have something that can dramatically help them get better. Why? Because it's the basics of inflammation. Uh -huh. I was actually prosecuted by the state medical board 10 years before JAMA had an article, that's the Journal of the AMA, uh -huh. 10 years before they had an article talking about inflammation and degenerative disease. I was prosecuted for writing a brochure that said, inflammation was the root of all degenerative diseases. <laughs> now, it's true, okay, yeah. it's true, yeah. but now I can clearly see inflammation, infection, and immune system activation are all three the same thing. It uh -huh. doesn't matter whether you come in thinking you have an inflammation problem or an infection problem or at a, an, a, uh, an immune system problem, immune system, you know, the three of them. The, the deal is it doesn't matter because you have all three and all we do is go identify what's the root cause and go for that. That's the shoe causing the blister. Yeah. Get that improved. And we tell patients that within 100 days, most of them are going to feel dramatically better. They won't be fixed. They'll be fixing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, for, for patients who've seen an average of 12 to 24 doctors before they end up in my office, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of exciting to think that within three months, you could actually see a turnaround oh happening. Yeah. And, and within a couple of years, most of my patients are on a six to 12 month follow-up. Wow. And these are the ones who have been seeing doctors routinely and getting dangerous yeah. drugs. Which is a dangerous drug? There's a good point right there, Luke, okay? You name it. If you can name a drug, it's a dangerous drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and, and that's actually how I got yeah. into this kind of integrative medicine. Anti-inflammatory drugs, the NSAIDs is what yeah. they're called, and they're all advertised on TV, Motrin and ibuprofen and all that stuff. All these drugs are dangerous, and they have them in half doses now, so half the prescription dose, and it's over the counter. Uh -huh. 
and we have people die every year and they never know why and it's because they bled to death from their drugs. Oh my goodness. But it's, you know, chalked up to whatever natural causes. I don't, I don't think death is a natural cause. It's the result of the disease that's happening called aging. Uh-huh. And it's happening one day at a time because of infections, inflammation, and immune system problems. Yeah, man. So you at like thinking 40 years is a long time, you know? You, Not yet. You, you, <laughs> That's the first half. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, um, but thinking about like, you've, you've come such a long ways. You've done oh, so yeah. much research over the years. Oh, yes. What do you wish you had learned in medical school? Yeah. Oh, it would have been a head start if I had learned about nutrition. We had four hours on nutrition, which was oh my the most in any medical school in the country at the time. It was back in the early 70s. Yeah. Uh, so I got a master's degree in nutrition after I graduated because I, I didn't know anything about it. I thought I'd better learn. And the second thing I would have liked to have learned about was parasites, mm-hmm. fungus being one of the primary parasites, because that's what I see a lot of my yeah. practice becoming is the treatment of those infections that nobody else is seeing. Uh, other than that, I, I have to tell you, I went to Western Reserve in, in Cleveland, Ohio, and they were very good at saying, don't worry about all the details, worry about asking the right questions. Yeah. And, and so it was a great teaching medical school. Yeah. And given that experience, I kept asking questions, yeah. which led me down these rabbit holes of these strange things that happened to work. But I'm a I'm not really an early adopter. Yeah. Okay, now, with regard to the Fry Lab test, I was because I was talking with Steve for years before he released yeah. the test. Yeah. So I kind of had a leg up on that one, okay, and knew what was going on. And that was my field of immunology for mm-hmm. 50 years, okay? Now, <clears throat> with regard to stem cells, you know, they've been around since the mid-1990s, early 90s, but they were embryonic cells. There were a lot of issues with regard to them. Yeah. I waited until umbilical cord blood stem cells were available. Okay, now, are they really stem cells? Well, yeah, some are. But are there all sorts of other chemical factors in there? Oh, yes. And is it important how those are processed and taken care of, how you process them for injection, how you do the treatment? Yes. So I was not an early adopter until that became available. Safe, ethical, easy, and incredibly effective. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to see patients do dramatically better. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share while, while oh, we're Oh, yeah. Uh, step one. Okay. Have your doctor, mm-hmm. or if you are a doctor watching this, mm-hmm. call ICIM and sign up as a member. Okay. It's ICIMED.com, right? I believe so. I think so, or .org, whatever. It'll, it'll change it for you. Sign up as a member, get the membership discount, and come to a meeting. Okay, when you come to a meeting, uh, fasten your seatbelt, prepare to be blown <laughs> away because you're going to find people who are terribly excited about sharing things that work. Yeah, okay. And so, if you really want to make a reach for your patients, deliver results for them, and that's what we deliver at our meetings is results for the doctors to deliver results for the patients. Fantastic. It's it's fun stuff. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Trubert. I appreciate you being here with me. It was great. Thanks for the interview.